You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it's a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Longhorns podcast. I am your host, Patrick Kahn. Follow me on Twitter at PatSportsGuy. Follow the show Locked On Horns. A lot to get into today. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the football world. We also have to talk about Sam Ellinger, Taquan Graham in the Senior Bowl. A couple of thoughts on that. Jeff Banks is busy put giving out offers as they try to build that 2022 recruiting class. They only really have two commits at this point. That could change at any moment as this thing is fluid. It's constantly moving. Let's start off, though, with the bad side. Texas basketball, last night against Oklahoma, it wasn't a great game uh, in terms that Texas started out strong, allowed Oklahoma to climb back in. Oklahoma would take the lead midway through the first half and wouldn't look back. Texas would get close and lose by a point in this game, 80-79. to Rough game all the way around, as we know. There was no Shaka Smart. KT Turner took over as head coach for this game because Shaka Smart is in quarantine, self-isolation, due to testing positive for the coronavirus. A couple other keys that were missing, and, and that was one of my big three reasons why Texas lost this game last night. They didn't have that presence in the middle in Jericho Sims. Their big rebounding guy, defensive presence, they didn't have him. They went with Royce Ham, and he got into foul trouble early on in that game, and we'll talk about that in a moment. The other big key, I think, that was is might have been even bigger than that was not having Courtney Ramey. He's your junkyard dog. He's your guy. He's going to get your rebounds. He's going to facilitate, and they're going to need his outside shot as well. Another reason why Texas lost that game. Not having those two guys, not having Brock Cunningham really hurt as well. He was close to returning, but not quite ready. Maybe he will be on Saturday when Texas travels to Lexington, Kentucky to take on the Wildcats in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Uh, but he wasn't available. And he's kind of their energy guy. Their, he does all the dirty work, you know, getting every loose ball. He'll get you some rebounds. He'll give you a little something scoring-wise. Not on a nightly basis, but he does help. So instead, they had to go with Royce Ham at the 5. They did get Greg Brown back to play that 4, that power forward spot. Oh, uh, no, Ramey, they put Kai Jones in at the 3. Uh, so your small forward was Kai Jones. So they had length and, and size in the starting lineup. Any factor in Andrew Jones... And Matt Coleman as your starting five. Uh, but unfortunately, did not go Texas way, like we said. They were they were hot early. About 12 and a half minutes left in the first half. They were up 14 to 6. Oklahoma went on a 15-0 run after missing. Uh, they were shooting 2 out of 11 to begin the game. Uh, so it wasn't looking good early on. They built it up as it went, and one of the big key factors in this game was Texas shooting was horrendous. 
Andrew Jones with 3 out of 13 overall and 0 for 7 from 3-point land. So that just goes to show you how bad it was that their best 3-point shooter, arguably, he didn't hit a single shot. The starters went 4 for 16 from deep. Uh, overall, uh, they were 6 out of 25 from 3-point land. I think they settled a little too much for those three-point shots. So, you know, I, I think they needed to do a little bit better of driving to the basket to, you know, get a shot, kick it out, set up one of their teammates. You know, but but unfortunately, that was a huge factor. And, it, and it's not like Oklahoma was shooting any better. I mean, the two teams combined for 13 out of 52 from three-point land. They made one more shot than Texas did, but that's all they needed is one more shot. And then you had the inadvertent tip-in by Greg Brown on a free throw that gave him an extra two points. That could be the difference in your game right there. Or if Matt Matt Coleman or if Greg Brown can hit another three or, or if, if, like we said, Jones could hit one three. You know, you, you'd have some of that. The other problem that they had was Oklahoma got to the line way too much. Way too much. Uh, especially when you consider how many times Texas got to the line. Oklahoma did a good job of limiting their fouls while Texas had three players foul out in this game. The interesting part is they only had eight scholarship players available for this game. Texas had three of them foul out with uh, Greg Brown. He fouled out of the game. Royce Ham fouled out. Matt Coleman fouled out. Matt Coleman had to sit a majority of the second half of this game because he had four fouls. They took him out at like the 17-minute mark in the second half. He didn't get back in until the 7-minute mark. And then he even had to play sparingly down the stretch because they were trying to protect him. Sooners ended up shooting 34 free, throw, free throws in this game to the Longhorns 19. So they got to the line 15 more times than Texas did. They ended up winning by one. That was a huge problem. And and without, you were already without Courtney Ramey. So losing Matt Coleman for a majority of that game because he's got foul trouble. Uh, you know, it, it was, it was tough. It was tough for the, for the entire team. I mean, no excuses. They knew that they were going to be in for a fight. It wasn't going to be easy. Oklahoma was coming off their upset victory over Kansas. So they've been kind of in that upset mode as of late and they continued it. They'll continue it again or try to continue again this weekend in the big 12 SEC challenge because they have another top 10 matchup, you know, but overall Texas is sitting at 11 and three. I don't think this loss really going to hurt them too much in terms of Selection Sunday. I mean, because I'm pretty sure. I mean, I know it's it's weird, it's different than in normal years, but it's hard to believe that the Selection Committee will take put this game in high regard. I mean, let, let's not forget, you know, Oklahoma is 10-4, so they're only a game behind Texas for the number two spot in the Big 12 right now. So... You know, it was a tough matchup. Texas will get their opportunity on February 16th when they travel to Norman, much like they did last year. Lost at home, went on the road, and they got their revenge. Hopefully, they'll be back at full strength by the time that game rolls around. Have Shaka Smart, and they'll be good to go. All right, but coming up next, let's talk a little bit about football. We're going to talk about Sam Ellinger in the Senior Bowl. Right, let's talk a little bit about Built Bar. Built Bar is even more delicious than it was before. They have 18 Amazing flavors, not and non-nut. One of my personal new favorites, the Apple Almond Crisp. One of their six new flavors. Definitely got to check it out. I still love the originals. Anything peanut butter. 
The great thing is these bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Soft and easy to chew. There is no chalky aftertaste. You don't have to wash it down with a gallon of water. They're fantastic. Low, cal low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for the keto diet and great for the health conscious person. Talk about that peanut butter. 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Definitely not check this out. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get 20% off your next order. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts the Locked On Today, a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you'll ever need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. All right, it is Senior Bowl week. Two Texas Longhorns are in Mobile this week. Mobile, however you want to say it. And Mobile this week, working with NFL staffs, meeting with teams, getting in that draft process to figure out where they're going to go. What's interesting is, so Sam Ellinger is a guy that some people are down on as far as an NFL quarterback. They don't like the way that he played. And I think some of that, and I think a lot of it, like his development, lack of development, what have you, has a lot to do with Tom Herman. And the reason why I say that is because NFL draft expert Matt Miller tweeted out some thoughts about Sam Ellinger in Mobile this week. And this is what he said when he tweeted out. It's a touch more deliberate at times, but he made a few really nice throws, including one over the top on the right sideline. That was a pretty bucket throw. So we are seeing Sam Ellinger kind of play a lot better. And, you know, we saw a little bit about this early on, and maybe he fell back into some of those bad habits. It kind of feels like Ellinger is trying to change everything as far as how he throws, the process that he goes through. And that's the benefit of being away from school and getting to focus on working with professional coaches. There are so many quarterback gurus out there that they can work with. And I think this week is really going to help him out a ton. Now, Sam did struggle a little bit on the first day of practice with an interception that he threw to former Oklahoma Sooner uh, Trey Brown. Uh, but, you know, those those are the type of things that they're going to have to, he's going to have to work his way through. It's not going to be an overnight change, but, you know, it's very similar to what I believe Tim Tebow had to go through and other quarterbacks had to go through prior to being drafted into the NFL where they, they change their throwing motion, they, they change their process, how their feet are, how their feet are set before they throw, all of that. And I think it's going to be an ongoing process, but it is positive to see that he is working through that. Uh, they did measure in as they normally do. And it, it was kind of interesting because obviously when you look at like school websites, when they put out their heights and their weights, they're always above where they actually are. And, and Sam was listed at six foot three, but he, uh, he checked in at six foot one uh, in the, at the, at the uh, Mobile Senior Bowl. So, Thought that was a little bit interesting and a little tidbit that we often see. Oh, this player's 6'4", he checks in, he's only 6'2". Or he's 6'1 you know. I just thought that was interesting. You know, the other name that was to watch in here is going to be Taquan Graham. And when you look at his measurables, 
Uh, he's got a huge wingspan that spans 85 inches, 34, almost 35 inch arms. You know, that plays a lot. You know, people like to overlook some measurables at times. But I think a guy with long wingspan, long arms, that really helps on defensive linemen because they've got to keep those offensive linemen off of them. And it seemed like Graham had a couple of great plays, too, on, on doing those drills and getting offensive linemen. He got the better of Notre Dame offensive lineman Aaron Banks. He also uh, had some, some wins against former Oklahoma center Creed Humphrey. Uh, so it, it both former Longhorns were taking advantage of that. You know, So it, it was interesting to see how that all plays out this week as they prepare uh, with no NFL combine this year. So these type of workouts and ability to meet with coaches and, and staff that's huge for these Texas players uh, who are, are going to be hopefully working their way into the NFL. Uh, now, the other interesting note I want to get into uh, before we get into some recruiting talks coming up is uh, O.V. Okafu. I'm, I'm totally going to mess that up. Uh, I'm going to call him O.O. He's a graduate transfer from Notre Dame, and he decided to come to Texas. Uh, in his statement, he said, I want to thank my Notre Dame and entire coaching staff for the wonderful opportunity to my teammates. I will never forget the bond of brotherhood created over my three years. After much thought and consideration, I've decided to commit to the University of Texas as a graduate transfer. I'm excited to get to work. Hook him. Now, what's interesting is he, he's listed as outside linebacker, but he's really a pass rusher. And you look at his size, he's very similar in size to that of a, a Joseph Asai. He's 6'3", 240 pounds. Uh, and so he's likely going to be uh, trying to work in that jack position uh, that, that that this defense is going to run. They also brought in Ray Thornton from LSU, very similar guy. You know, I think this, this only adds to what they have on defense as they try to figure out how they're going to deploy their outside linebackers, their defensive linemen. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see how Bo Davis works with him. Uh, Pete Kwiatkowski works with him. But that's going to be a guy that you might want to circle his name, come back to him uh, as we get closer to football. But uh, Texas continuing to add people through the transfer portal, through recruiting. And it's going to be interesting to see how kind of how this roster comes together in the first year under Steve Sarkeesian heading into 2021. Are you ready for the Super Bowl that's coming up in two weeks? It's going to be a huge matchup. They're going to get you all set up. Here's how you do it. There's only one place that has you covered. One place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Figure out what the line is for the Super Bowl. Any prop bets. Who's going to throw the first touchdown? Is it Patrick Mahomes? Is it Tom Brady? There are so many to look at. But don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget you have promo code locked on L O C K E D O N to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports books experts. All right, now that 2020 is mercifully over, it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball games. NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast wherever you get your podcast. What well, appears that the new tight ends coach Jeff Banks has hit the ground running. 
Not just a few days ago, I was talking about that there was only one offer in the 2022 class to a tight end. That is all changed, as now they have targeted four-star prospect Jaleel Skinner out of Greer, South Carolina, the number one tight end in the country, according to 24-7 Sports. Uh, and so, he's a guy, 6'5", 210. He plays wide receiver, but he looks like he's projected to be a tight end. And I think it's interesting that they're they're now starting to go after some of these guys. And if you look at his offer list, it's impressive. Clemson, Florida, Florida State, South Carolina, Auburn, Georgia, LSU, Michigan, Oklahoma, Oregon, Tennessee. Seems like everybody's going after this guy. It looks like he's going, probably going to go to Clemson, but... The interesting part here is like these top athletes that we're seeing in, and we're seeing it with the offensive line, these guys weren't targeted before, which makes you wonder what the previous staff was doing because these are guys that should be targeted or at least spoke to or, or have a conversation with. Because even if you go back to Zach Rice, number one offensive tackle in the country for the 2022 class, until Kyle Flood got to Austin, they didn't even offer him. You know, and it was the same with the number two and the number three offensive tackles. And, you know, it's it's nice to see that this staff is not going to be like the previous staff. And I know Tom Herman prided himself on, on having less offers, but less offers also means less talented guys coming. You've got to have that conversation. You have to force the prospect to say no. Don't say no for them by not extending an offer and trying to bring these guys in. Uh, other recruiting news, uh, Garfield Lawrence uh, has released his top two schools. It's down to Texas or Houston. Uh, it kind of feels like it's Houston as far as where it's leaning at this point. So it would be something to monitor, something to watch. Uh, but that is another recruiting news. And here's kind of the surprising news. The College Football Playoff Committee has five new additions to the committee for next season. As you know, they go in these three-year contracts where they bring in new people uh, to help decide who is going to be uh, in the college football playoffs. Texas Vice President and Athletics Director Chris Del Conte is now a member uh, of that committee. What's interesting is that he's replacing Oklahoma's Athletic Director, Joe Castiglione, uh, so is is it safe to say Oklahoma no longer be in the playoff with with Chris Del Conte in and, and Joe out? No, I wouldn't say that, but it is interesting, and, and I think it's pretty cool to see uh, that Chris Del Conte is getting that recognition as one of the top athletic directors in college football. He will be on the college football committee with executive director Bill Hancock. Uh, Del Conte will be joined by Kentucky athletic director Mitch Barnhart. North Carolina State Athletic Director Boo Corrigan, former Nebraska lineman Will Shields, and Virginia Union University Athletic Director Joe Taylor. Uh, so it will be interesting to see how they how they work out, what changes that we might see, because I think we can all agree, and this is probably a conversation for another time with the season now over, pointless to have this conversation now, but they are needing to expand the college football playoff uh that's gonna do it for this episode uh do apologize for being a little shorter than normal but we'll be back tomorrow with a full show 
Uh, but as always, keep it locked on. Hook them.